Well, happy Monday, everybody. Hope your weekend went well. If you were not here to hear Frank Turek this past Sunday, yesterday, please go to our website, go to our YouTube channel, check out the services from Sunday, uh, check out the live stream from yesterday, and uh, let God teach you and speak to you. It will be worth it. Today in our Bible reading plan, we are in Acts chapter 21, Acts chapter 21, And uh, this chapter describes in detail Paul's journey from Ephesus. Remember, he had his final farewell meeting with the leaders of the church at Ephesus on his way and then then traveled to Jerusalem. So it details his, his journey to Jerusalem. And then once he arrives in Jerusalem and meets with the leaders of the Christian church in Jerusalem, goes to the temple and he's attacked by a mob and beaten and then rescued by Roman soldiers who were stationed there to keep control of the crowd and so on. Um, That's what this chapter talks about. But what spoke to me was, uh, and and the way I wrote it in my journal, let me just read it to you. What, what, What struck me was the destructive power, the destructive power of assumptions and distortions. The destructive power of assumptions and distortions or half-truths. You say something and it's sort of true, partly true, but not totally true, a half-truth. In chapter 21, starting at verse 20, you remember Paul's in the temple and and, uh, some of the Jews get really angry with him. And um, starting at verse 20, when, when they heard it, they began glorifying God, and they said to him, you see, brother, how many thousands there are among uh, the Jews. This is, this is when Paul is meeting with the church leaders in Jerusalem, and Paul has shared with them the work of God during his missionary journey, and the, the leaders of the church in Jerusalem celebrate and rejoice, and then they say to Paul, look, all these Jews in Jerusalem, there's thousands of them who are followers of Jesus. But you have to remember now, almost all if not all of the Christians in the church in Jerusalem were people who were born Jews. So they were Jews who became believers in Jesus as the Messiah, Messianic Jews, we would call them today. And so they are saying to Paul in verse 20, you see, brother, how how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. And then it says, and they are also zealous for the law. When a Jew became a believer in Jesus, they didn't give up Judaism. They still followed their Jewish customs, but they they were committed to Jesus as the Messiah. And they'd already come to the agreement years earlier that Gentiles would not have to observe the Jewish practices to be a Christian. Um, and then in verse 21, and they have been told, these Christians in Jerusalem who were Jews by birth, so Jewish believers in Jesus, they have been told about you. They've heard about you. And that you are teaching all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses. They've been told that when you go and start, start a church in another city, and it's got both Gentiles and Jews in it who, who believe in Jesus, you tell those Jews that, hey, you just give up on all your Judaism. Well, Paul had taught that you don't have to do all that stuff to, still, to be saved, but he, was, he had not told Jews who became believers to not circumcise. He, yes, you don't have to to be saved, but he didn't tell them to abandon their Jewish heritage. And so there's this distortion that, that, uh, that had, had been circulated about the Apostle Paul and, 
and, and what he had done. And these leaders of the church in Jerusalem were concerned that the, the Jewish people in the city would be very upset when the new Paul was in the city and they gave him some instructions on how to deal with that. And he was doing that. Now he goes to the temple and, and uh, some of the Jews begin attacking Paul and there's a mob, there's a, a riot. And in verse 27, those who started attacking Paul, um, let's, let's just look at verse 27. When the, the seven days were, were almost over, the Jews from Asia, those, those who had made Paul's life hard when he was planting churches in Asia Minor, uh, in Ephesus, in, 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 um, in Laodicea, all of those cities we read about earlier in the book of Acts and so on. Uh, upon seeing him, upon seeing Paul in the temple begin to stir up the crowd, Stir up the crowd, created a mob, and they laid hands on him. And they were crying out, men of Israel, come to our aid. This is the man, referring to Paul. This is the man who preaches to all men everywhere against our people and against the law and against this place, the temple. And besides, he has even brought Greeks, Gentiles, into the temple and defiled this holy place because Gentiles were not allowed in the temple, the temple in Jesus' day had the temple building, the court of priests, the court of Jewish men, the court of Jewish women, and then the court of Gentiles. And Gentiles were not allowed to go any further into the temple precincts than the court of Gentiles. And so they're saying, he's even brought Greeks, Gentiles in here. Verse 29, for they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, a Gentile in the city with him, and they supposed, they supposed, they assumed that Paul had brought him into the temple. They had seen Paul earlier in the week, if you will, with this Gentile, so they just made the assumption Paul had brought him into the temple. And then all the city was provoked, and they rushed together, and they took hold of Paul, and they about beat him to death. He had to be rescued by the Roman soldiers. Now, what's the point? They were spreading half-truths about Paul. Paul made it really clear in his teaching that you don't have to be a Jew to be saved. You, a Gentile doesn't have to become a Jew before you can believe in Jesus. You don't have to be circumcised. You don't have to keep the law to be a believer. But Paul never told people of Jewish backgrounds that, uh, well, don't be circumcised. He never told them that, ignore your Jewish heritage. He never told them that. He just said, Jesus is the Messiah. Those other things aren't necessary for salvation, but he never told them to abandon their heritage. But they're spreading these lies. These, they're, they're taking what Paul actually preached and distorting it, making it say what he did not say. Innuendo, twisting the truth, distorting they had seen Paul with a Gentile earlier in the week, and they just made the assumption he brought that Gentile into the temple. And so they used this distortion and this assumption to create a mob. And, and that's how they attempted to discredit Paul and get the mob angry to attack Paul. It happened 2,000 years ago. Brothers and sisters, that is exactly what goes on in our culture in America every day. That's us today. Social media has worsened it. And we as followers of Christ sometimes are guilty of the same sin. Spreading half-truth. Twisting. I see, I see Christian leaders on Twitter all the time. 
taking out of context what someone said because they don't like that person. They don't agree with that person's position. And they take out of context what they said or they, they take a phrase of a sentence and twist it to make it sound like the person is saying one thing. When you actually read the whole statement of the person, they weren't saying that Christians should not participate in half-truth and distortions and twisting. And I urge you, please, don't believe everything someone tweets, everything you see on Facebook about somebody and then repeat it unless you can verify for a fact the whole truth or as we say in court, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth? Because if you spread a distortion, a half-truth, an assumption, you are spreading a falsehood and that is a sin. But that is exactly how American politics works today. That's how, that's how things work in the religious field everywhere today. And, and the idea of taking our time to understand the truth and the whole truth, what someone actually said, we'd rather stir up a mob because it's us against them. And Jesus said that we will give an account for every idle word we speak. And if you are so naive as to believe everything that commentators on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News says, and then you spread it, if you are so naive to believe everything you see on Twitter, on Facebook, and on some of the blogs that you like to read, and you spread it, Be careful, because you may just find on Judgment Day you have sinned a whole lot more than you realized. They came that close to killing Paul because of distortion and half-truth and assumptions. And it breaks my heart how many people on social media will look at a Christian they don't agree with on something, distort what they actually said, take it out of context, and accuse them of apostasy. We are better than that. We are better than that as the people of God and the people of His book. We are better than that. That's the word from your overseer today. God bless you and I'll see you tomorrow.